0: Hello everyone! Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Yo Shit Together. I didn't cuss yet. Oh yeah! Let's see if I can make it an entire episode. Ooh, it's gonna be tough. Not likely.
0: Can I put five dollars on this? Five. Mm-hmm that he is or he isn't that he is
1: not and that he will cuss I'll put ten dollars on he won't this is a topic because I'm more motivated to prevent (laughs) loss of five dollars than I am to gain five dollars sitting on nails sitting on nails because to me to not cuss is not worth five dollars that's not enough that's not enough of a reward but I don't want to give you money because I cussed I better
0: write that down
1: as well that is good stuff that was good yeah Oh man. Good shit. Good shit. Good, good shit. stuff. Good <laughs> oh stuff. Don't mess with me, guys. I'm going to give this one a shot. We're going to see. We're going to see. I have that seasoning that you mentioned. It's from um, Big Cock Ranch. What seasoning is it again? It's good stuff.
0: Good stuff. Do you have the Big Cock or the it's,
1: cock? it's good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Tatti? Tatti? It's good. Tatti? Tatti. Tatti.
0: What
1: does that mean? Uh, Stuff. It means
0: stuff? Yeah. No, Kyle, what does it mean? It's stuff. It's the third
1: word in our podcast. <laughs> it's still cussing if he's cussing another language, though. It is, yes. Like this. But it's actually not a cuss <laughs> word. It's still cussing. It's just human excrement. No, it's
0: this. This is thank oh, you. No, mm. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is thank you. Oh, <laughs> Like, Sign language does not work on a podcast book. <laughs> like,
1: <no. laughs>
0: good call, the good call. i audience so confused right now. He's just it's silent in here. <laughs> I know Sam's um, going to be editing
1: this whole section out. On, they weren't doing anything. <laughs> this, so, is, this, this is good. This is good. So uh, this week we bring to you another episode of the GYSD podcast. If you couldn't tell, we've got a lot of people in the studio this week. Uh, we've got myself, Kyle Reed. We have sitting directly across from me at the table... I'm at Barth Lodge on the mic. On the mic. So today, your podcasters will just be Amit and myself. However, we do have some very special guests. I will go to my immediate right. You. Hi, my name is Anna Wall. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming here again. Uh, in the back, we got Rohit Rohila back there eating carrots. and Carrot and hummus. And hummus, taco-flavored hummus dip, which is a <laughs> new thing for me. Can just get regular. <laughs> You know me and Taco. Yeah. I tried it, though. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was, Taco it was Tuesday. different. Oh, Taco Tuesday is where it's at. And my main man, Glenn, on the uh, on the laptop today, controlling the audio. Glenn, thank you so much. Appreciate that. DJ Glenn. 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 Uh, this week, we've got a great topic prepared for you guys that we think that more people can relate to than we'll realize. And hopefully, we can have some good, good breakthroughs this week as well. This week's episode is all about living with depression. What does that mean? Uh, Rohit and I discussed this topic, and I didn't know how to answer it I, because I, I'm not sure how to identify it. I know that there are instances in my life where I've been depressed, and I've been down and been sad and, and felt like I was in a funk that it was going to be a little bit hard to get out of, and certain things that had transpired we were going to be very challenging to work my way through, and I thought I was going to have to live with it. Um, but you don't have to just live with it because you, you can, you can figure out how to cope with it. So we're going to discuss some of those things and how we can identify them. Um, this week when we discussed who wanted to be on air, Ahmed, if you don't mind, um, Ahmed expressed that this episode was, was interesting to him. Um, so if you don't mind, can I ask what? drew you to want to be a part of this episode
0: the literally is the title living mm-hmm. with depression of having this sadness over you yeah you know, it's it's a weight in a sense and there's times you know you you take a shot like for me it's always i've said this before on air mm-hmm. showers oh yeah my thinking spot right so stephanie will never know that i'm crying mm-hmm because I'm, in, I'm, I'm taking a shower, hmm. right? To her, it's I got soap in my eye or my face is wet because I showered. She doesn't see that. Like I cry,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, at night it hurts. So for me, this episode was more about me trying to find a way to live with the depression or figure out how to get over it and achieve it. And yeah, that's that's why I chose this episode was... Understanding that living with the depression and,
1: you know. That's huge. Yeah. You said it hurts. What is it? Feelings? Emotions or, or? Memories. Memories? Oh, okay. Oh, memories. All right.
0: Yeah, one of my biggest fears is, like I've told Steph, I don't know if my parents have, like, Alzheimer's.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I don't want to lose the memories that I have a mom
1: of mom you're saying okay
0: yeah so like it scares me that i don't have like pictures and stuff of her there's been such a huge gap where i didn't take anything Mm -hmm. so my memories are all the good and all the bad but i don't want to lose them that's something that scares me Hmm. but it's the memories that hurt is well, it
1: that was helpful <laughs> <laughs> bring a little bit of I use humor here. to help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, I do it too. I do it too. <clears throat> so, if listeners aren't aren't aware, we've had several discussions about this in the past when your mom passed away. How, how long has it been now?
0: This is going to be the second year.
1: So, is this something you've been experiencing essentially since then or have there been events in the past that have triggered the similar feelings or is this is this something well i don't want to say new because two years is probably an eternity to 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 feel i can't pretend to imagine
0: it feels like an eternity but it still feels fresh Okay. If, that, if that explains any pain, yeah, where it feels like yesterday it happened. yeah. But to say it's been two years nearly, you know, it's like, it doesn't feel that way. Hmm. So, I don't know. And I, I feel like I've sheltered myself from dad, from staff, from a lot of friends. And I don't know.
1: Do you think you putting like a guard up to try and not let anyone get close? Yeah. Man, this is heavy. Uh, no, don't apologize. <laughs> don't apologize at all. Um,
0: the self-limiting beliefs is something that I could listen to, but this is something I want now. Yeah. And that's why this episode stood out for me. It's huge that said, like, this podcast helps me in ways, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's got your back. Yeah. (laughs) Got your back. Rohit just came in with some more tissue. Yeah. Um, Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Do you think building those walls is counterproductive to the growth of your relationships including your marriage? Yeah. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. How how have you recognized it? Because we want to do a few things here, right? We want to we want to ensure that we take a look at the root of where you're at how you identified it how you have addressed it how you can find the best way to address it moving forward for growth and how our listeners can identify something similar like when you and tone just completely clicked right that time how do you how do you identify that you're doing that? Because you just mentioned you're doing it, so you recognize it. <clears throat> How long do you think it took to realize that?
0: This is probably last I don't know, three, four weeks of just.
1: Also, oh, just very thinking. recently.
0: Yeah. Well, the not having a current job does, you know, mm. itself put stress on life, and you start yeah. looking at different aspects. Lots of time to think. Lots of time to think. You know, lots of time to be like. Do I want to take a job to pay for family? Do I want to take time to do what I want to do? Do I want to... There's times I feel like I want to run away. Yeah. You know, just travel. Because that's what I want to do. I want to go see the world. But... You know, you have responsibilities. You have bills. You have loved ones. You have things. So... I'm trying to find the balance of me and what I enjoy in life, you know, Hmm. it's been a lot of thinking recently with that and the whole fact of, you know, mom not being here. It's, I start to do things of like, what would she say? You know, you always have that image of, even if you know you did something wrong, you know that what your parents would say in a certain situation. Yeah. So you start hearing that, you know, like why haven't you still gotten a job?
1: You know, and it. Have you answered that question? I mean, I'm looking. It's not like I. You know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not implying you answer it right now. On yeah. Here. That's that's uh, irrelevant. When you ask yourself the question. And remind you of your mom. Have you ever attempted to address it or answer it as you're thinking about it? No. And And, and analyze that behavior? The way I see it, it's like our conversation during
0: lunch. Today. If someone says, you know, they're complaining about the road, like, like what mentioned. (laughs) Is this your father's road? Like, it's that same way of her saying it, but it, it, it doesn't mean that she doesn't love me. It doesn't mean that she doesn't actually mean a certain way. It's... It's a Facebook poke. It's literally words directed to affect you emotionally, in a way, and that—that's what it is. It's—it's the psychological warfare that you play, and you chuckled. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Parents do this all the time, right? Even if it's something right, even if it's something you did right, me as a person did right. There's a little bit of sass that they might say into something that affects you and it's not all the time you know it's it's here and there type of a situation but when i'm sitting there thinking about my life and i think of mom what she would say mm-hmm. obviously it's going to be the you know oh today was such a beautiful day no it's going to be like you know, why haven't you know you found anything you know your dad's this your it's that all those thoughts come into play and That's the first thing that I I thought of, but I feel like it's a different way of saying it. It's, it's, it's almost like that cultural difference of not it being literally, you know, Coke and water. It's apple juice, Mm -hmm. but it looks like beer. You can't tell it's that confusion of how it
1: Mm. is. So when you hear that, so it would appear that a lot of that comes from an expectation, parents especially asian families I can that, yeah <clears throat> i've accepted that indians are asians now as i just said asian families yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> it's a technicality that you and i often discuss i
0: was like i just did my irs papers and did i you? was asian asian <laughs> it said indian like and all that stuff yeah. yeah
1: um but it's it's something that you know, is, is a real issue, I, I think, in the Asian community, really, is the expectations of parents and how they deliver those expectations to their children. <clears throat> it sounds like that maybe was something that was planted years and years before you lost your mom. When you heard that question, whatever it was, you mentioned how, how come you don't have a job yet? You are imagining this, she would mm-hmm. ask you that, or how come you didn't do this? How come you didn't do that? It was always, how come a little bit more, right? Or how, why not? Yeah, why, why a, didn't you why achieve? Yeah, why didn't you achieve no. X, right? Or, or why didn't you get to the moon? You're, you're just out here in the, somewhere in the galaxy floating. What? Did those types of questions make you feel like, did they make you feel like your accomplishments weren't good enough and they would never be, or did they make you feel like this wasn't good enough, I need to do better next time? Did it, what, did it degrade you or did it motivate you? And have you ever even thought of that?
0: I don't think I've ever really thought of that. What
1: do you think?
0: No, I mean, it's, thinking about it, it's, I feel like it wouldn't be positive for me as a person, Mm -hmm. just because I feel like it's a negative way. I feel like it's, I can never achieve enough. Even if I achieved what I thought that was acceptable, it would still not be a round of applause. It would still not be a congratulations. But at the same time, I feel like he would still accept me and love me for everything. It's that almost...
1: But he, you mean dad?
0: Dad, yeah. You know, It's he would still accept me. It's just not the way he wanted it or they wanted it. It's tough. And it's, I explained this to some family members and friends of... It's almost like a time capsule, like when my parents left India. Mm-hmm. The culture, the stigmatisms, the everything that was there, not even negative, just positive as well, that was brought over to to America. And it's been cultivating with whatever they had brought over and then evolving, right? Versus in India, you're having all these thoughts and all these things develop so much faster. Like the idea of even having a boyfriend or a girlfriend in Indian culture was so taboo. Mm-hmm. Even now. I mean, I have friends that are 25, 26. They're like, man, yeah, my mom still doesn't know about my girlfriend. Hmm.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: So it's, I mean, it's it's tough. It's, it, you're hiding in a society where you don't want to necessarily hide, but at the same time you want to respect the society that brought you up.
1: hmm So you have culture clash as well, personally. Oh, yes. Huge. Yeah. Cause you're more or less raised in America with a lot of traditional Indian values surrounding you and being essentially thrust upon you.
0: In a sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thrust might be a little bit of a forceful term, but an yeah. idea, yes, it was basically fed upon me. Yeah, basically. okay. But,
1: hmm.
0: you know, it's... Yeah.
1: yeah, so it's...
0: It's just thoughts. You know, that's that's yeah. the thing and then it's not even just a thought, the thought has a weight. And that weight sits on shoulders and that shoulder brings you down to the ground. That's the feeling of of, of feeling that way. Yeah.
1: I see it a lot described as a weight. A weight on your chest that you can't move. Yeah. That you're drowning. Not literally, figuratively. Um, A few things I wrote down are things that people may think or believe that someone with depression can do is just toughen up or snap out of it. Um, But I also wrote down something that someone with depression would tend to think, and that's, I'll be like this forever. Or there's nothing I can do about it. And we just had an episode um, last week, I believe, about self-limiting beliefs. And I, I think a lot of that comes to play here. Um, when we talked about <clears throat> that expectation factor and what that does to someone, whether it degrades them or motivates them. I think that plays a huge role in whether someone can spin into a, a downward, downward cycle of depression or a functional depression, if you will, rather than motivate them. I mean, everyone's a little bit different, right? But if you look at somebody like, Kobe Bryant's always an example for me because I'm a huge Lakers fan, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. Yeah. it's laughing right now. But he's an example of somebody who takes those degrading comments as motivation, turns them into motivation to prove people wrong. I think that takes a special kind of individual. And I think that the vast majority of individuals would have a similar effect to what you've experienced and what you've discussed. Um, I know that I have had instances where I have been depressed. Uh, Events that have happened in my life one event that happened in my life that created depression for me was the outcome of depression one of my closest friends committed suicide this was uh, not eight or nine years ago now nine years ago probably um I was in a relationship at the time that was not going the greatest. I didn't make the best decisions myself personally. And um, I ended up single, living in a place that we shared together for a while by myself. And, And one of my closest friends had just killed himself. All I could do was wonder why, and I continued to convince myself that it was my fault. I didn't do enough. I've told the story a few times. um, But I didn't realize until years later how long I let it affect me because I thought I could just live with it. And it's exactly what the title of this episode is. "Is Living with Depression. I literally was living with depression. But I don't think I realized it. When Rohit mentioned this topic, my my ears perked up. I was kind of like, wow, okay, I've been depressed. Living with depression, to me, seems like something very, very prolonged. Um, Which maybe it is, and I think it's up to interpretation. But I think that we... We all can recognize certain instances um, where, where we've been in that scenario. And I didn't, really ex- I didn't really come out of it until I accepted it. And I accepted that this was a decision that he made on his own and I couldn't do anything about it. And it's not a reflection of me or my friendship or his character. It doesn't make him a bad person doesn't make him a weak person. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me a weak person to hurt from this. But the feelings I had prevented me from ever visiting his grave after the funeral. I didn't go for, I wanna say it was like five or six years until recently, just a few years ago. Um, shit, it's probably been almost ten years now. It's been a while. Um, all of that held me back. And if I was to really sit and take a look at where else it was holding me back in life, my goodness, man. I that's I, scary. So I think those are things that we can we can look at. I mean I was looking at a a few um, articles and I came across one that it mentioned depression is characterized as a complex integration of biological and environmental vulnerabilities, life events and patterns of thinking and behaving that lead to the clinical presentation clinical presentation of this emotion, this feeling, which is depression. Uh, Essentially, it's saying it's caused by both biological and environmental vulnerabilities, and in in your case, a life event recently, in my case, a life event as well, right? And the pattern of thinking and behaving, so I think that is huge. What is your reaction to this event, to this life event?
0: Can I ask you to rephrase? Like, what do you mean by my reaction to it? I mean, yes. obviously, I'm saddened and absolutely and, and depressed by it. But what? It, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What yeah. you meant something other than that, or did you mean?
1: Did you blame anyone?
0: Myself at first. Why? Reasons I don't want to
1: okay.
0: say. But yeah, respect that. I respect yeah. that. I've had discussions with with Rohit, and we've had talks about it and one of the things was in the hospital when when he said it that you know the time I spent with mom that I had the amazing times with her is so much more than the times that I had with let's say the fights or the issues right the times I enjoyed going on trips going on you know Temple rides, doing even temple songs ride? that, she, huh? Temple ride. So I meant going to temple, like in the mm-hmm. car rides. Oh, got it, got it. I meant it. that, but because it was far away, it was like forty-five minutes for us to drive there. So it was fucking adventure every Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> every week, huh? every week. Yeah, you know. So there's those, there's those memories. So those are the things that that I miss. You know, even the thought of realizing like. Just to eat yesterday, I uh we ran out of noodles. We have a little noodle bin in the pantry, right? I got some mama noodles from, from the Asian stores. I still haven't had those some yet. Asian, You haven't had mama noodles, they're no. delish. I'm I, market me. okay, delicious. Bought some of those pork, don't get shrimp. I don't like shrimp,
1: okay. <laughs> don't get shrimp. I don't you, like shrimp. In case you want to guess on birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pork, delicious. Pork, all right.
0: So I, I put that in, and I moved the. We have a flour container, and I, you can relate to this. It's it's where all the atta, which, oh, yeah. which is flour, is stored. Okay. It's just it's just a bin, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, I don't know how much long that's gonna be here, but that might not be here in the next X amount of years. That thought passed me, and I was like, damn, that that, that thought made me sad. Of it might not be here.
1: What is that? What is it? The The flour the, container? The
0: flour container because it was for roti. Stephanie and I don't eat roti that much. We might do it every so often. We don't need this big container that we used to have for the whole family. We might have a smaller one.
1: Roti so. is that um, flavored stuffed naan?
0: It's, it's like naan, yeah.
1: It's, and it's got like the potatoes like a, and spices like and seasonings and in it kind of?
0: Yeah. No, that's You're roti. You're thinking brata. brata. Imagine the stuffing taken out. Oh, okay. That's what it is. It's just a bread on, like, heat. Oh, okay. Cooked, right?
1: is, is it still seasoned at all or no?
0: No. No seasoning. Okay. Just a little butter they put on it, and then you eat it with the stuff you ate today.
1: Got it. That's, that's okay. I don't mean to derail. I'm just getting a no. visual here. I'm getting a visual.
0: Yeah, it's all good. We don't eat that, that often, and if we do, we'll just have a smaller one. But that thought of me thinking of it not being there made me sad. And immediately, I took them, like, "What the fuck am I? I... I I shit you not. I was like, why am I getting sad about something that hasn't happened? Why don't I enjoy the time that it is here and be happy every time I see it? Fear. It's it is it's 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 fear.
1: Fantasized experience, appearing real. It's never. It hasn't happened. It may not happen.
0: But it's it's that thought, you know, like. Yeah. I might not ever have. The... Oh. <laughs> That's yeah.
1: Nice. Okay. Tortillas. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs>
0: so it's the thought of it might not have ever happened the change I mean I've always
1: so you didn't think so your, your mind didn't go yeah that, th- so that's fascinating to me because you immediately thought because I don't eat roti if I'm saying it right just don't laugh at me too hard um, and this is only meant to hold flour I'll never use this and it will be gone you hadn't thought to keep it and repurpose it
0: at all. No, because there's there's little things that are changing in the house, and it's not Stephanie's fault whatsoever, right? It's just the fact that Mom isn't here. So there's these little things that Mom used to do that now Stephanie is doing a little a little bit differently, and it's not again her fault. It's just a different way. Yeah. But because of me not seeing how do we explain the same airplane flying over the house every single day now going a different way it throws you off right like it's it's new that's where it's like damn i miss mom's cooking i'm not saying dad's bad at cooking indian food it's just (laughs) mom made it yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. let's be real yeah you know mom's cooking i still love it still loves dad cooking and i'll eat it it's it's just those thoughts those memories that you you hold on to and it's it's almost as if I have dropped an anchor with my emotions, and I can't go forward. Hmm. I'm, I'm stuck wanting stuck back here. I'm wanting this, but my life is going that way. Hmm. I didn't mean you, Glenn. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he wants but you. Glenn. That's that's the way me. it feels. Is I want this. I like everyone, and that's why part of me is saying calling her a baby is because I miss being young. I miss being able to do different things. You know, I want. That's why I'm like I want to go travel, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know when I'll be able to do that. Some kids.
1: Yeah. Do you, you want know. to travel? So what you said was, my feelings and emotions are over here, to on this side, and my life is going over here to the other side. That's fucking fascinating to me. Yes. Oh damn it. Cuss, Cuss word. Oh, oh! <laughs> I
0: literally was like, yeah, that was a really epiphany moment, guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I used it like Tony Robbins, I guess. It was purposeful there, it wasn't just for because. Um, it really is, I, I had never considered that. So you are in a situation where everything around you, not everything, but a lot of things around you are changing and you aren't ready for that yet. Your expectation of the day-to-day is for that same airplane to pass over.
0: I want to say, it's not I wouldn't anymore. say expectation with my family, but the expectations of the, the feelings of me waking up and having mom's food. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is derived of not having moms
1: because you expect but to have that same of emotion. But all those
0: emotions waterfall into Stephanie. Yeah. Waterfall into necessarily again bad. It's just I catch myself saying things to her where I'm like, "Okay, you know what? There's no reason for me to be mad over this. I apologize. You know, I I shouldn't. I have snapped at family members and I have apolog- I've apologized. Like, I don't want you guys to be mad at me and I don't want to be that asshole. But and it happens it's it's this snap and you you don't realize what's going on and all of a sudden this this emotion gets over you
1: how can you recognize that beforehand because here's the thing i have no
0: idea that's the tough part because if it was then there wouldn't be a conversation of of you know me saying sorry it's because i i go back and i see myself like was that necessary
1: because actions are not like items; they can't be returned.
0: Correct. They leave scars. So absolutely, Emotionally, physically, absolutely, whatever it may be,
1: but an an apology doesn't erase an event. Is that where you're at now? Where you feel you feel like you want to be ready? And i'm not saying leave memories in the past but your expectations of how things are done are you ready to begin to let go of that expectation so you can accept what your future holds
0: i think that's where i'm fighting yeah because that's where the, the thought of Me seeing that thing is accepting the fact that my life is going to change. Me realizing that it's going to change. I'm getting... I get pissed off at myself saying, why am I even thinking that? Just enjoy the time now. Live in the moment. Enjoy this this moment with everybody in this room. With dad, with Stephanie, with my dogs. Like, I went with Gandalf and I was like, I'm only going to go for half an hour to the park. I spent like an hour and a half there. Just because me and him were having a blast. The whole time... He's happy, he's excited. It's a moment that I don't want to lose.
1: And you feed off of his energy.
0: His energy, right? And and that's why when it was said that it was you and me, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be good. Because I feel like you would dig deeper into me. Not necessarily saying that Rohit wouldn't, but Rohit knows me in ways you don't. Yeah. You would dig in ways that maybe he might not.
1: I don't know answers to questions I'm asking <laughs> until you tell me, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like,
0: oh, Th- shit. There's things you're learning, you're digging for reasons, and it might be, again, a different set of eyes. Yeah. I talked to him about this because it's a place for me to vent and feel good. Yeah. so
1: That's yeah. huge.
0: It's it's I don't know if there's a resolve to this because I don't know if there's a way to live with depression. And I don't know if there's... I don't know if the term resolve is even proper because it's it's an ongoing thing I'm going to have to deal with is my mom not being here and that's oh. accepting the fact that I won't see her alive. That's it. And there's a period that end of story, right? There's there's no other option for me. Yeah. Understanding that, taking the memories and moving on with it, that's what I need to learn from the day in and day out.
1: One thing you said just now is something that I'm going to have to deal with.
0: Yeah. And this isn't a term that I want to deal with or have to deal with. I don't know if this was written. No. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, I like that. Um, but I, want, I wanted to say that and it's it strikes me as um it, It's intriguing because it hasn't yet reached a point of acceptance. Would you, is that a fair assessment? Because again, I mentioned again, this is not a comparison at all. Some of the emotions I went through, I felt like I'm just going to have to live with it. I'm just going to have to deal with it. I hadn't accepted it. I wouldn't be able to talk as candidly about it as I can um, I had a discussion with someone about suicide in general and how it is a very taboo subject people don't talk about it mm-hmm. um, people talk about depression right and people will say things like snap out of it toughen up you'll be fine but until someone says i attempted suicide you don't take it seriously it's like when someone says stupid fucking comparison but i'm gonna i'm gonna use this analogy i'm sick oh you're not sick you're fine i had 104 degree temperature oh then they back off It's almost like the comment is a way of validating one's feelings. Why don't we, not necessarily why don't, why do we feel we can't discuss in greater detail the act? That was the last thing I wanted to hear was how my boy Jason committed suicide I have that image in my head it's not going to go away but what I see now when I think about it is somebody who just needed help was depressed beyond where he thought he could come back from and he truly believed that was the only answer. So to use it as a statement to validate a feeling or an emotion and more people back off, I think is probably the wrong thing to do. I think we need to dig deeper because if people back off and just say, oh, OK, you, you are and then leave you alone. So it's not discussed or not talked about because it's uncomfortable. What is that doing? That's giving the individual the opportunity to continue those feelings, emotions, and behaviors. And that's not helping anybody. So, and especially talking about how powerful vocabulary is to say things like, I'm just going to have to deal with it I can't change it but I want to. I'm a victim of this. How do we how do we change that around? And embrace. Embrace is probably a weird word, I would imagine. Um but beyond, beyond just acceptance, right? Because acceptance s- seems to belittle where I'm trying to go with it here.
0: If, if so the way I'm seeing it is the reason... It, here, I'll say why I said I, I, yeah. I'm going to have to deal with it. If a balloon pops, it's done.
1: Yeah.
0: I know my mom's gone. Done. That's why I said period. I know I'm not going to see her again. Mm-hmm. I've accepted that fact it is literally and I'm using that word in the literal sense not in the loose terms that most mm-hmm. people say it's something I'm going to have to deal with mm-hmm. because it's happened the balloon is popped I can't change that mm-hmm. I can't unpop it I can't fill it up with air it is popped for the rest of my life if I carry that balloon it will be popped right
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to let go of of course my mom and her, her memories they're always going to be with me yeah. but those memories are something that I'm going to carry on and it's it's like what Tone said it's, it's never going to get it's only gonna get easier over time, right? And he said that with him being at what three or four years at the time yeah. we spoke, it was still tough for him. And he was saying that it's it's only gonna get easier and easier to deal with because that's what you're doing with the death, even with your friend. You might have accepted that it wasn't necessarily your fault for what happened and it he's not a weak person and anything like that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the number still comes to the to everything, showing that he's not here. And I'm not saying that in a, a no, mean way. No, 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 yeah, yeah. my hours, zeros, and ones. Absolutely, right? it's, it's, it's he's facts. He's not here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's facts. You're living with it, and how you live through it is is the journey. That's that's how I'm trying to find it, mm. and that's why it's that anchor. I feel like in my in my time. I, my vivid memories are, are gonna be of that, and I have used a term that I dropped the anchor because that's what it feels like. Is our lives are like boats, and it's not necessarily in a bad terms when I'm saying it is, you know, if if someone had someone dies, you drop the anchor. Your life continues, but your emotions stay there, and it's I don't know how to reel that in of me pulling it in. By saying my mom is, is, is gone, that doesn't mean necessarily that I'm pulling it in because the thought, the memories are still weighing me down. You know, it's it's the other things that I'm doing, pushing friends away, pushing parents away, or dad away and and it's almost self destructing.
1: Yeah. Sounds like it. A... So And that's your defense mechanism, maybe?
0: Dude, I have no idea. Like, I wasn't expecting to be this emotional on f- the podcast. And I and like, I want to express, like, none of this means negative towards parents. Like, yeah. dad's not a bad person. No. Stephanie's not, you know, different, bad, negative, anything like that. It's just me. And it's literally, it's not them. It's me. It's how I react in a situation to. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. It, You know, like, it's it's how I react in a situation I
1: don't know it's tough it's tough it definitely sounds like it's something that
0: you're disconnected with yourself almost
1: yeah wow that's huge that's huge no clue what the next step is. Day by day. Yeah. Acceptance. It sounds like it's something that people people say, but you don't have to accept depression. Uh, acceptance in a sense of yeah. the the events that you cannot change. You have no control over. Right. Accepting the fact that you can't change them but not allowing them to determine every single step you take. Utilizing them as I suppose growing pains. Uh,
0: Yeah, what do you call it? Um, Stretch marks. (laughs) Right, Right? stretch marks, marks, growing pains. Yeah, it's those those visuals that you see.
1: Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Scars, yeah, scars, scabs, stretch marks, whatever. Um, man, that was that was huge. So I, I wrote a few few things down. Um, well, mainly just one. So, and this is as we're wrapping up. I'm gonna do a whole dramatic two minute takeaway thing right now. Um, I wrote down. BDI, the Beck Depression Inventory. Evidently, this is um, a test or a series of questions that can be asked to someone who's potentially living or feeling depression, living with or or feeling depression by a therapist. Um, Hmm. If you feel something that Amit and I discussed today, Um, that Ahmed is continually living with, really, right, would you say? Mm -hmm. Um, This is something that you can do, that you can look into. Um, Because you're not going to snap out of it. You're not going to just toughen up. But you also don't have to be like this forever. And the light at the end of the tunnel is not a train coming to run you over. the next chapter
0: yeah
1: and as hard as it can be to move on to the next chapter when the last one was so good there's growth that lies ahead acceptance and the willingness to bring in that next chapter with open arms I think is important And I think that if you prevent from allowing an event to define yourself and you realize and believe that you are more than the sum of things that has happened to you or that you've been through. I think that that will help as well. So, with that said, you have anything, man? On closing.
0: Nothing on closing. No. Good. Thank you, man. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> some out. It's not.
1: Yeah. It's not. It's not one that you walk away from, no. ready to go, take on the world. But um, I think it's good. I think a lot of our listeners. Um. Have similar scenarios that they may be that they may be dealing with. So, it, it, it,
0: it, currently, my thought is: I hope I don't talk too much about the death of my mom on the podcast because my thought is: I don't hope that listeners don't get sick of the same conversation. Like it, it's to that point of of that's how much what you just said. Like that's how much I think is to the point of that
1: it's to the point of what, what do you mean
0: where i feel like i'm talking about mom too much on air so oh, there's really? times that i feel that so i feel like it's do other people think that that's what I'm, like it, it's that thought process yeah. that happens not necessarily that i'm saying that i'm gonna say what i want to say and that's why i said what i had to say yeah but it's just after the fact which just happened like damn what if they don't want to hear all this all the time
1: well you know what maybe it's not about them
0: Yeah.
1: Sometimes it's okay for it to be about on it.
0: Damn, that deserved a hug. Come here.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: creeper over here in the corner with a picture.
1: This was a uh, a pretty long episode. Yeah. So. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. We appreciate Glenn, Rohit, and, and Anna as well for being here. Um, Ahmed, I appreciate you. You opened up my eyes to to a lot of things as well. Um,
0: I hope helped. you see depression differently. I in do. In a different, different way. I do. Not I, necessarily I, the way you see it, but like another perspective.
1: 100% because I think that depression can take on many forms. And if not addressed, it can continue to, it can be like a cancer. It can just continue to grow and metastasize, right? And, and not really many things good can come of it if we'll say left untreated, right? I, I think <clears throat> clinical depression is a thing for a reason. There's treatment for a reason. It's not a joke. Um, But it seems difficult to identify because it takes some self-awareness and it takes the strength to realize that it's time to stop justifying certain feelings or behaviors. So you can get past it. Whatever those feelings or behaviors are right in any scenario. So, um, yeah, with that said, listeners, if you're feeling any kind of way, uh, there are lots and lots of resources available to you. I would urge you to reach out. We will have some on the website. Um, I'll, I'll get with Rohit and make sure that we put a few resources up there. Um the Beck Depression inventory, take a look into that. Uh, it, it may it may help. And we, we hope you glean a few details and ways that you can identify depression, how it can affect not only you but others around you, people yeah. that are so close to you. Um, I uh, listened to a sermon yesterday about ships, friendships in general, and how The people closest to you can affect you on a daily basis. And it reminded me of our circle of influence exercise. And a person going through depression will 100% inadvertently bring down others around them with their behaviors and their feelings and their emotions. It's not what they want to do. It's not their desire. So I urge you, Not to blame them or resent them, but to accept them with open arms. And they will do the same. So everybody, thanks for tuning in this week to another episode of the GYSD podcast. Get your shit together. GYSDpodcast.com You know where to find us? On the website, on iTunes, on Podcast Addict. Rohit's favorite, Stitcher. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll have another great episode for y'all next week. So thanks again for tuning in.
0: Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning
1: in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.